Hello and welcome to another episode of Snippets. In this episode, we have Dr. Shikha Bassi, Deputy Director of Neuroophthalmology and Senior Cataract and Refractive Surgeon in Shankar Netraile Chennai. This week's topic is Premium IELTS. And we have with us Dr. Shikha Bassi. Thank you very much, ma'am, for joining us on our podcast. Ma'am, I'll start with my question. What are the differences between standard IELTS and premium IELTS? And what are the various premium IELTS options? Hi Pranav, thanks for inviting me to this episode of Snippets to discuss about the premium intraocular lenses. To answer your first question about the difference between a standard intraocular lens and a premium intraocular lens, I'd say a standard intraocular lens is considered as a standard of care meant for the masses. The word premium whereas has monetary connotations. One pays extra for an added feature to the standard of care. Traditionally, a spherical monofocal intraocular lens has been considered as a standard intraocular lens. The added premium features are variable and they come at a variable cost. The simplest modifications include number one, aspherosity, number two, blue filtering technology. Now, an aspheric intraocular lens is designed to remove the higher order aberrations which are responsible for subtle imperfections in the visual quality. Blue filtering intraocular lenses have a yellow tint that filters out harmful shortwave blue light to protect the macula for whatever it's worth. Next, we have a segment of premium intraocular lenses that has made the refractive cataract surgery a possibility. At the time of cataract surgery, we have an option to correct the astigmatism with which we have lived with all our lives and another option to go completely spectacle-free. If, if one is keen on astigmatic correction, then one should opt for rhetoric intraocular lens. And if you are keen on going partially or completely glasses-free, then, then a person can choose from a wide array of intraocular lenses, starting from something as basic as monofocal plus intraocular lens, which gives an excellent distance vision with some amount of unaided intermediate vision as well. It's a monofocal intraocular lens and does not exactly come under the presbyopia correcting intraocular lens segment. But if one is very keen on going completely glasses-free, the person should opt for a multifocal intraocular lens, that is either a bifocal or a trifocal intraocular lens. A bifocal IOL generates two foci to give excellent unaided distance and near vision, whereas a bifocal generates three foci to give good unaided near, intermediate and distance vision. An extended depth of focus IOL gives an extended far focus reaching till the intermediate focus. Hence, the person is able to have good distance and intermediate vision but may still be glasses dependent for very fine print at a closer distance. Coming to accommodating IOLs, these IOLs bring about a progressive increase in the dioptric power of the eye by increasing the accommodative effort, which is dependent on the flexibility of lens capsule. So this was about the uh, difference between the standard and the premium IOL. Um, out of all of these options, which of these are available in India? Now about your question about the availability of these lenses in India. I would say India is keeping abreast with the best of IOL technology. Research in IOL technology is an ongoing process, we all know. And some of these 
research technologies eventually culminate into successful clinical platforms. So almost all of these premium IOLs, which are marketed by global leaders in the IOL technology like J&J, Alcon, Novartis, Bosch & Lohm, Zeiss, Hoya, they're all available in India right now. To name a few, Acrosoft IQ, IQ Toric, Panoptics, which is the trifocal by Alcon, Panoptics Toric, uh, again by Alcon. Vivity is the extended depth of focus intraocular lens by Alcon. And uh, Technus Toric and Technus Multifocal, iHands, which is the monofocal plus intraocular lens produced by Johnson Johnson, about which I spoke about a few minutes back. Then Symphony is the extended depth of focus intraocular lens by J&J and Synergy, which is the latest by J&J. And what are the problems or difficulties one might have after getting premium IOLs? Coming to the possible problems with the premium intraocular lenses, starting once again with aspheric intraocular lenses, one can say the amount of risk of a problem with a premium intraocular lens is directly proportional to the gain. Now, the gain in the quality of vision with an aspheric intraocular lens is at, at best described as subclinical. Hence, if the intraocular lens is decentered and if it increases the aberrations instead of decreasing the aberrations, the problem is also subclinical. Ideally, the sphericity of the intraocular lens and the eye should be matched. A positive spherical aberration of the eye should be corrected with a negative spherical aberration of the aspheric intraocular lens and vice versa. Positive spherical aberration means normal standard spherical intraocular lens. Usually an aging eye has a positive spherical aberration. Whereas an eye that has undergone a hyperopic LASIK ha may have a negative spherical aberration. So in such a case, if we put the usual aspheric intraocular lens with a negative spherical aberration, one might compound the problem of higher order aberrations. And similarly, in eyes which have zonular weakness, where the lens has a possibility of getting decentered, one can cause more of a problem uh, with the higher order aberration. So in these situations, either uh, one should put a uh, lens, aspheric intraocular lens with zero spherical aberration or can just simply put a spherical intraocular lens. Problems with blue blocking intraocular lenses uh, are, uh, it's been reported that it can affect the circadian rhythm and it can also affect the sleep because of that. Again, uh, the benefit per se of blue blocking intraocular lenses questionable and so is its uh, reported side effect, I'd say. In cases of artists, the altered color perception due to the yellow tint of the lens may pose a problem. And lastly, the scotopic vision is reduced by blue blocking IOLs reported. In case of toric intraocular lenses, if they get misaligned or they're rotated, it may lead to a residual astigmatism. As a result, the patient may have to wear glasses for distance. In cases of multifocal intraocular lenses, there can be a problem of dysphotopsia. 
phenomena like uh, starburst, glare, halos, etc., which may persist even after months of neuroadaptation. So one has to discuss this possibility with every patient advised to undergo multifocal intraocular lens because these photopsias are the commonest reason for lens explantation, multifocal lens explantations. And the second uh, side effect of these multifocal intraocular lenses is that of a definite loss of contrast, especially in the IOLs that use light splitting technologies. So both these issues, that is of dysprotopsia and loss of contrast, are a little curtailed in cases of extended depth of focused intraocular lenses. Do patients have also associated other eye problems? Should they also go ahead with premium IOLs? Coming to the option of premium intraocular lenses in diseased eyes or eyes with associated pathologies, I've already discussed the aspheric IOLs, won't go into that. Toric intraocular lenses can be placed in all the eyes with a non-progressive corneal astigmatism or a non-progressive zonulopathy. This, this can be the uh, uh, broad guideline. In case of multifocals, these are strictly to be avoided in eyes with compromised macula or optic nerve due to any disease as it reduces the contrast. These lenses reduce the contrast and so do the macular and optic nerve disorders. So we've decided that we are not going to compound the problems. Extended depth of focus intraocular lenses can be considered in situations if the patient is very keen. Uh, but otherwise, uh, monofocal intraocular lenses are best suited for these eyes. Also in keratoconus and irregular astigmatism, multifocal intraocular lenses should be avoided as loss of contrast will be magnified. In eyes that have undergone a myopic classic, there is an increase in the higher order aberrations and it might be a challenge to arrive at the exact intraocular lens power uh, in these eyes. Hence, it's preferable to go for a monofocal intraocular lens, a relative contraindication. A word of caution for the eyes which have undergone hyperopic LASIK, it's better to avoid aspheric platforms of multifocals which have a negative spherical aberration. In post-RK uh, eyes, uh, it's, uh, one should avoid a multifocal intraocular lens. From a doctor's perspective, ma'am, what are the preoperative considerations before advising a patient to undergo cataract surgery with pre eyes? Coming to the ocular features uh, uh, which are associated with good multifocal uh, IOL outcomes, an adequate pupil size uh, is a must. It is advisable. A 3.5 to 5 millimeter uh, pupil in bright and dim light respectively, this size uh, would do. Larger pupils uh, people with larger pupils uh, tend to complain more of dysprotopsias. Similarly, a larger angle kappa, that is basically the angular difference between the visual axis and the pupillary axis, are not suitable for multifocal intraocular lenses. Any tips on IOL calculations, ma'am? 
Coming to the biometry and the IOL power calculation formulae, premium intraocular lenses give the best outcomes with the help of optical biometers like IOL Master 500 or 700 and LensStar. And similarly, newer IOL power calculation formulae like Barrett's, Hill RBF, Olsen give excellent results. Eyes that have undergone uh, refractive surgery. It's advisable to use ASCRS.org, that is web-based IOL calculation formulae. The last question, ma'am. How to select the right patient to undergo premium IOL cataract surgery? Coming to the patient selection for a multifocal intraocular lens, an ideal patient is highly motivated to attain spectacle freedom. Secondly, a, perfect, a perfectionist is not very well suited for a multifocal IOL. An easygoing personality takes it better. And logically, any person requiring a good night vision or whose job involves night driving uh, should not uh, go in for a multifocal intraocular lens. Any job profile uh, that requires a good scotopic vision that of a truck driver or a taxi driver or for that matter an aircraft pilot, uh, it's better to uh, avoid a multifocal intraocular lens. Thank you very much ma'am for coming on our podcast. It's been a great learning experience for us all and thank you to our audience for tuning in. Please tune in next week for another episode.